0: Welcome back to Career Day, the podcast. I'm your host, Adam Zigner, a high school business teacher at Carlisle High School in Central Pennsylvania. Today, we're joined by Kim Deach. Kim is currently the lead occupational therapist for EBS Healthcare. Kim, welcome in. Thank you for having me. So an occupational therapist might not be something that most of my kids know anything about, really. Uh, In your own words, tell us what an occupational therapist is.
1: Yeah, and honestly, your students aren't alone. A lot of people don't know what we do. Um, I think with the word occupational therapist, people think we're just job coaches, but we're not. Um, We actually, OT is addressing what anybody wants to do or needs to do in order to live independently and successfully in their life. So um, that can range from a lot of things. So it can be very broad and it depends because we work in a lot of settings too, but that's like the most watered down version of it is we help people um, be able to be as independent as possible with their lives,
0: whatever that looks like. Awesome. So how, how long have you been doing that? This is my eighth year as an OT. Yep. Awesome. So the thing I've been asking kind of everybody to start is what does a typical day look like for you?
1: Yeah, so I'll stick to because part of my role is also more like a management side. So I'll stick to the more like therapy side of things. I work um, primarily in school-based OT. um, So we work in medical fields and also we work in schools. So um, as a school-based OT, a typical day is um, a lot of direct service, like you would think about, we're working with students. Um, sometimes I'm working with them in small groups, one-on-one. A lot of what I work on with my kids um, in the elementary school, uh, I work on their fine motor skills, their visual motor skills, so they can you know, produce uh, legible handwriting is a big thing that OTs do in the schools. But um, I also work with a lot of students who have a really hard time regulating their emotions and just regulating um, all the senses around them. So OTs specialize in sensory processing too. So sometimes I'll work with a student on teaching them different strategies to help them stay focused and calm um, during the school day. But a lot of what I do too is working with teachers and other team members, um, because they're the ones who are with my kids the most. what are you seeing? Um, how, when are the times of the day that the student is having the most difficulty? Um, let's try some of these strategies. I'll do some observations sometimes in the classroom. And then um, my favorite thing that I do with teachers is I also co-teach with teachers sometimes too. We can push into classes and then we do whole group lessons. Um, life looks really different in school-based after COVID or during COVID still is what we're in. Um, And so we're getting a lot of kindergartners right now who had no preschool or online preschool. Um, So really trying to work together with teachers and targeting some of those skills that they just didn't have the opportunity to participate in um, before they came to school. so and then also my day consists of I do evaluations for students who there might be suspected delays that they have in their motor skills or their sensory processing skills. Um, I also do a lot of meetings uh, in school based. There's lots of IEP meetings that we go to. So students to qualify for OT, they have to have a, some type of classification so they can get that service so we have to have regularly scheduled meetings with the family the other teachers who work with them Um, and then there's paperwork too that goes along with that because uh, we have to make sure that we document everything that we do so that's kind of a typical
0: day in the life that's awesome so yeah and I you know a a big shout out to you know your profession as a whole you know I think um, what you guys do definitely helps so many kids at those younger stages really develop and you know helps them progress as they as they go through school Um, so was this kind of, was this always what you planned to do was, was OT kind of your plan initially?
1: No, um, I wanted to be a dentist and my mom was like, I don't think you're going to like that. I think that's a little too, um, the same every day. So she encouraged me to look elsewhere. So I looked at, um, physical therapy and physical therapy was close. And I was like, well, this thing is like maybe something I would do, but I met an OT, um, from our hometown who actually did both medical and OT occupational therapy. And I got to shadow her. Um, And it seemed like she had a lot more flexibility in what she could do. She could work in the school, she could work with kids. Um, She could work in um, a senior living facility and work with older adults. And it just seemed like she was able to be really creative in what she did. Um, there was a lot more to it than not saying uh, P- PTs are amazing. They have such a wonderful, vast understanding of um, anatomy and how our bodies work that we don't have as OTs. So, but that was not really what I was looking for. I wanted something I could be creative with, but still um, understand and have some like scientific evidence to back it up. So that's where I kind of landed. Um, and I was fortunate. I found a, a program. Um that was a five-year program, and that's when I chose to go into OT. Yeah,
0: And you touched on something there that I've talked about a couple times with my careers classes. Um, you know, you mentioned that your mom kind of felt that being a dentist would be the same thing day after day. And when you were kind of setting out and looking for career fields, was that something that you, were, that you kind of set out to avoid or something that maybe when she brought it up uh, just kind of clicked for you, maybe you don't want the same kind of repetitive day after day? Um, I think it was like more
1: so I started to think about who what I wanted to do and like how much of a difference I wanted to make. And I feel like when I was picking what kind of career I wanted to do, I wanted to make sure that whatever I was doing, I felt like that impact. And I felt like I really felt that when I was shadowing with an OT. Dentists obviously make a huge impact on other people's lives, but I didn't think I would feel the same way so um that's kind of where i landed
0: and that's something again we've, we've talked about a lot in my classes you know why do you want to pursue that career and helping people and making an impact is something that i stress to kids is you know something that a lot of people do look for and it's something that you know you can be aware of when you're looking for for jobs so let's let's flip over to uh you know before you started your career Uh, What degrees do you have? Uh, What type of schooling does the field of OT typically kind of require?
1: Yeah, so as far as the degrees that I have, I have a Bachelor of Science in Health and Occupation and then a Master's of Science in Occupational Therapy. Um, and those are required. You need to have a master's for entry-level practice for occupational therapy. Um, so there's a lot of schools out there that do that um, in a an accelerated time. So if you really think you know you want to try out the OT um, field, then there are schools out there that let you get that done in five years. Versus if you would do four years of undergrad, then go to grad school somewhere, then that's potentially six years, six and a half years. Um, so I would, that was very attractive to me to get it done in a faster amount of time. And then I also have a post-professional doctorate, and that was just something extra that I wanted to get in occupational therapy. You can also get an entry-level doctorate in OT um, and have that right off the bat before you practice. But um, I, I chose to wait because I wanted to get some field experience, and that kind of helped me navigate where I wanted to go with that.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah. So... Was there somebody, you know, you mentioned you, you shadowed an OT early on. Um, was there somebody who helped you out, inspired you kind of on the journey you took to where you are now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Her name was Jamie Leiter. She was from our hometown. Um, and she was, because it was a small town, she was like the OT everywhere. I felt like, like she did OT in several different school districts. Um, and she did OT at a skilled nursing facility. And then she also, like, we knew each other um as like a mutual friendship because we did community theater together so like I just saw her in so many aspects of my life and um she seemed like she loved her job she also seemed like she had a lot of um like stability as far as um you know job security and then she also seemed like she had a lot of really good relationships that she made at work too which was really important to me like I wanted to Enjoy working on a team with other people. And it sounded like she had to and was able to do that um, with her job.
0: That's great. Um, So you kind of touched on some of these already, um, but what's been your favorite thing about the position that you're in?
1: My favorite thing about the position I'm in is 110,000%. The kids, I love them. They um, literally never, never a dull moment. And the day is never the same twice. Um, I like them because I work in a, a school district that's very low um, socioeconomic status, a um, lot of trauma histories in the students that I work with. And I feel like um, I learn a lot from from them, just like how street smart they are um, and, and how that collides with how we look at academic progress. Like, let's look at the whole picture of that child. And I feel like that population that I work with really made me learn that you have to look at a person as as a whole, not just, you know, how they're doing in their math or their ELA. Um, It's so much more. It's like, what does it look like when they go home? Like what siblings are they also in charge of helping whenever they're at home? Um, And that's also what I like about OTs because OT teaches you to look at the whole person. We don't break it down by one specific thing that is contributing to a deficit. It's we look at the whole picture. So um, I think those kids have really taught me how to do that um, and they're funny and they're, they're a lot of fun too. And they can be challenging, but I, I like the challenge and it, it makes you be creative. And also I think makes you be very um, like in tune with understanding and meeting somebody where they're at.
0: Absolutely. So on the flip side of that, what about difficult parts? Is there something you find particularly difficult? Yeah, I think, um,
1: the paperwork is is difficult because there's a lot. Um, I can't speak for. I've worked in a couple of other settings as an OT. I've done outpatient. I've done home health, and they all have their share of paperwork. Um, because in healthcare, if you don't document it, it didn't happen. So you have to be very um, particular and very on top of it. Um, and in schools, you have a lot of paperwork where it's like you have to do, you know, your contribution to their IEPs you have evaluations to write, you have progress reports. So it's kind of a lot of different small pieces of paperwork that add up. So I would say that's, you know, the less glamorous side of it, but very necessary, obviously. Um, and then I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but I said I would say it's something tricky in that um, I wasn't anticipating just having, like navigating those more so challenging disagreements with other adults like the, there's a lot of adults who work with these students and there's a lot of different philosophies for how to support them and I always find that OTs tend to be um, one like very flexible and appeasing and compassionate but sometimes we don't often stand up for ourselves either so just navigating I wouldn't say that's the worst thing I would say that is a challenging thing just those interpersonal relationships are a huge part of what we do also
0: just and just a couple more here um You know, I, I know that I've, you know, I've talked to a couple other people in, in the field, just in passing. And I know, you know, some of those, some days can be rather difficult, especially with younger kids. Have you found any, you know, good ways to kind of manage stress on tough work days or when you're in those situations that are, you know, less than ideal? Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, And I'm like very passionate about that topic, but I, I would say like exercising just like the idea of self-compassion, like I I did the best that I could with what what I did. And that's enough. And like your best is and is totally enough sometimes. Like you're not going to be able to change the world every day. And that's okay. But if you can say honestly, like I did the best I could today and then I'm going to leave it. Um so as far as like nav like managing stress otherwise, I mean I have really gotten into like that idea of mindfulness and there's lots of great apps out there now for mindfulness, um, like yoga and things like that. So I, I enjoy doing that. And I know mindfulness and yoga both sound like super hippy dippy, you know, does that really work? But I, I, there, there's a lot of research behind it too. So I've really enjoyed, enjoyed that. Um, and that definitely can help with grounding after a tough day.
0: (laughs) That's great advice. So along those lines, Do you have any particular advice or guidance for kids who might be interested in pursuing OT?
1: Yeah, I would say the first thing, just go go out and shadow reach out to um, local schools or local um, facilities, hospitals, anything. Um, it's really tough right now getting that shadowing time because of the pandemic. Because some, uh, some places have really cracked down on who they let in their facilities and who they don't. But really just like seek out opportunities to observe it in front of your own eyes so you can really see if it's something that you want to do. Um, and if it is something you want to do, then I would do a lot of research on um, where you want to get that degree. And if it's something that you're really strongly feeling would be a good idea, then I, I do recommend that five-year program accelerated because you're cutting out a year of college tuition, just, just doing that alone, which is great. Um, and then you wanna make sure you're um, going to an accredited university or one that is in the accreditation process for OT. Um, and there's a website, it's aota.org and that will help you find and track all of
0: those pieces. Awesome. So I've been ending all of these with kind of the same question. Um, It's, it's gotten some very interesting answers, but what advice do you wish somebody had given to you in high school about college careers or life in general?
1: That's a very good question. I think I wish someone would have just said, um, you being happy is the most important thing. Like you can get all these good grades and you can go and you can get this degree. But um, if, if you're not happy and if you don't like what you're doing, then it's gonna be for nothing. So I wish more people maybe uh, would have said, you know, what your like health and your mental health and your happiness is the first thing that matters. And then let's let's focus on what, what are you gonna do? Um, I feel like there's so much emphasis on like, what you do is also who you are, but it's not like you are a person. And then you also who happen to be, you know, a teacher or an OT. Um, and there's lots of different roles you have that isn't just work. Um, so I think that's what I wish I would have heard.
0: That's awesome. Uh, any, anything else you wanted to add, Kim?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Oh. All right, bye.
0: I want to say thank you again to Kim for taking the time to talk to me today. Again, guys, we got a lot of interesting guests coming up. Uh, go back and check out some of the ones I've already done. Uh, give me any feedback. Shoot me an email, uh, message me on any of the social media sites that are linked here. If you've got some contacts who maybe you think would be great on this on this podcast. Uh, but again, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a great day.